This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I still remember the day I had to make a really tough decision. I had to say goodbye to my BlackBerry. The BlackBerry was my first smartphone. I'm not talking the flip cell phone. I'm talking a smartphone. And I loved my BlackBerry and it was pink. I think it was part of a breast cancer fundraiser or something like that. But it was great. And I loved the keyboard. I loved knowing that when I hit a T, it actually printed out as a T and and not as an R or a Y. Which leads me to why I had to leave the BlackBerry. Eventually, it just didn't have the bells and whistles that I needed. And I'm not even a big app person, but it, it just wasn't giving me what I wanted. So I had to switch. And that was tough. Are you just as faithful to your phones as I was and how difficult it is to, to switch? Well, now BlackBerry's main man, John Chen, is saying he's disappointed in the loss of support for the BlackBerry brand from Canadians. Because after all, it's a Canadian company based in Waterloo. But I think there's other reasons why people have to be loyal to a brand. And it's not just because it's Canadian. It's got to do what I want it to do. And at that point, it wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And they lost me. Ted, sorry, Ted, Ted Kritsonis is a tech journalist and an expert. He joins us today. Hello, Ted. Hi, how are you? I was so focused on making sure I said Kritsonis that I flipped the K and the T, so I apologize. Everybody gets it wrong. Yeah, everybody gets it wrong. It's all right. You did well. You did well. Thank you. You know what? We are really attached to our phones, and it almost becomes a loyalty that, you know, if you're an iPhone person, you're an iPhone person. If you're a Samsung person, you're a Samsung person. What happened to all those BlackBerry persons? Well, they moved on. I mean, the thing about smartphones, as we've seen since uh, probably since the iPhone first launched, is that the product cycles have become shorter, the attention spans have become shorter, and loyalty can be fleeting, especially when the brand looks a little shaky. So, for example, uh, you know, Samsung has had their issues very recently uh, with the Galaxy Note 7 and, you know, exploding phones and things like that. Now, that's a pretty big snafu. And it's one. Now, if that were to happen again with the next device or something really big were to happen again, I, the brand would be, I, I think, would be shaken up a little bit. And there might be an, an impact from that. So that is, that's the kind of story that BlackBerry had, I think, over the years was that there were a number of missteps, missed opportunities. And so the confidence in the brand is just not what it once was. And Ted, it's interesting. When I watch old uh, shows, actually, uh, I'm finally watching Good Wife, but I watch old episodes and everyone had a BlackBerry. You know that at the time, BlackBerry owned that market. They did. Yeah, they did. I mean, so that's, I think, what is sort of sad about the story is is because they had a, not a stranglehold, but they certainly had a, a very significant chunk of that market. Uh, the brand was synonymous with a number of things, whether it was mobility or security, uh, any number of those things, and, and certainly for messaging because of the keyboard. So it, it had it had the cachet at the time. But as apps became a bigger deal, and certainly as other uh, factors of a phone, so whether it was a camera, whether it was battery life, all those things, as they became bigger factors, 
you started to see a shift going the other way. Bigger screens, too, I should mention. Mm. So so that's – and unfortunately, the company took a little too long to adapt to that, or its attempts to at least answer the call uh, when competitors are really starting to move, uh, unfortunately, didn't just didn't resonate. Did it almost become smug or complacent in thinking that, no, we've, we've got our dedicated customers, they're going to stick with us? It, was that the big mistake, do you think? Well, some would argue that actually is not what they did, that, that what, they, what they didn't do was that they didn't focus on their core customers, which would have been the business users, mm. and that they instead focused on trying to get consumers to, to get on board. So, look, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So, one, you could always say, hey, if they had focused on the business side at the time, they would have carved out that niche. They would have done very well. Now, that's possible, yes, but they want to go after consumers because that's where a lot of the growth was, was coming from. And, of course, any business is going to want to be a part of that. So they tried, but they didn't get there because they were late to a lot of the parties on this. Uh, you know, their BlackBerry 10 operating system didn't launch until January 2013. To put that in context, the first iPhone was announced in January of 2007. So that's a six-year difference. And in, in six years, in that six-year span, a lot happened. I mean, Android started to emerge in that time. And that was really, I think, what hurt them the most. Not necessarily just the iPhone, but I think the fact that there was this, 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 other, uh, this other platform that emerged in that time that really started to hurt uh, uh, BlackBerry in a lot of ways. So uh, then if I get this right, they were slow to really react to what customers wanted. And in that, when they were slow in that area, meanwhile, they're losing their core customer, the, the business sector? Well, the business sector uh, hasn't abandoned them entirely, but they have been more so as of late. But they can, because they were going after the consumers initially uh, at that time, uh, they, they, they made a point of going after consumers. They just didn't, they didn't execute fast enough or effectively enough, uh, and, and some of the devices that they had launched to do that didn't resonate. And so as a result, you had a situation where they're coming out with, in some cases, very decent products, but not good enough compared to what the competition was coming out with. I mean, people started to care about different things. And as you know, with any business, if you don't give people what they want, they're going to make you pay. Uh, and and that's kind of what happened here, I think, over the years with, uh, with BlackBerry. Tell, tell me what John Chen has brought to BlackBerry. Uh, he came into the picture. It was in 2013. Was That must have been after that. Did you say January 2013 was when BlackBerry finally launched uh, their it customer launched, phone? They launched their, well, they launched their BlackBerry 10 operating system. So that was supposed to be the more modern app-centric uh, uh, operating system that uh, is sort of teetering right now. Now, Chen was not the CEO at the time when they launched that phone. He came in later uh, afterwards. But uh, what Chen kind of brought in, I think, was some focus, uh, and he also clearly trimmed a lot of fat with the company because a lot of people were let go. And so, you know, he's recognized that the company has to move uh, to being a software and services company. But, of course, for consumers, because they are still launching devices and, and, and still trying to sell them, they're in the consumer consciousness. Uh, yet, the I think the core uh, of the company is probably going to be not that at all, and it's going to be in software and services that serve various industries. Mm. Uh, De- Ted, hold on for a second here because I've got a few more questions for you, all right? Sure. 
Ted Christonis. He is a tech journalist and an expert. And uh, we're just talking about, well, BlackBerry in this case, but I also want to hear from you. You can text 403-974-8255. Text on your Android, your iPhone, your BlackBerry, your loyalty to a phone and what you want in your smartphone. I'm Angela Kokot. You're listening to Calgary Today. Back after this. We are talking about cell phones, smartphones, in particular BlackBerry, and Ted Kritsonis is my guest, a tech journalist and an expert. Ted getting lots of texts. Tyler says, I'm still a BlackBerry person. The apps are so lacking for it. I just switched from Apple and have found that Android is swarmed with ads on their apps that Apple does not have, but Apple, you pay more often for an app that is free on Android. Even if you pay for the app, they still do not get rid of the ads. So, I mean, this is a person he's still a blackberry person but it looks like he's also dealing with android and some of the complaints that you have with those things what do you think blackberry has to do to be able to as john chen says have canadians support it that's a good question i mean i'm not sure you know i don't know how you compel uh, you know uh, a country to yeah. to to back a corporation uh you know it seems kind of strange like the best way I would say is, is, you know, come out with products or services that people want or that people don't, didn't realize they wanted, right? So that, yeah. so that, so that's the main thing. Like, I mean, one of what makes a company innovative in my mind is when it it is able to bring to market something that consumers didn't even realize they wanted, mm-hmm. or that they, you know, or that they they, and, and Apple was very good at that which is why it surged so much, uh, especially it was under Steve Jobs. So BlackBerry, unfortunately, didn't have that kind of visionary to do the same thing. But now it had it had uh, cutting-edge ideas uh, going way back. I mean, the idea of having a BlackBerry, you know, 15 years ago uh, was very, very cool. It was, it was innovative. Yeah. But 10 years later, it wasn't as innovative because times had changed. Everything had changed. And, and and the way that people were using these devices had changed, uh, and, and unfortunately, BlackBerry seemed to be slow to uh, to read that and to recognize that okay, hey, here's where the market is going. We need to not only be there, we need to lead yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and you know what. Technology moves so quickly, as you said. You think of how often iPhones been coming up with a new phone. You know, you're, it's constant. It's constant. So if you can't keep up with it and find that thing, I liked your other line about find something that people don't even know they need. Because I think that's really what apps were all about. Did we really think we needed these apps? No. But suddenly they started putting them on our phones and only sp- particular phones, and people were drawn to them. How big of a game changer were apps? Yeah, so this is this. It's a good question. This is why I say that the the biggest iPhone launch was not the original one. It was actually the one that that came after the iPhone 3G. And the reason why is because the App Store launched at the same time. Mm. So when the App Store launched at the same time, what happened? And I I, I recognize this too because I was obviously using the phone at the time. Was the usability of the phone changed? So suddenly now there was apps you can okay what music what song is that you could find out using an app called Shazam, you could use the phone as, you know, as, as sort of external storage uh, with your computer. There was, you know, there was a leveling app for, you know, <laughs> to line up a, fr- you know, picture frame or, I mean, it, it, it was on and on. Like there were, you know, there were different music apps and, uh, and, and, and YouTube and, and there's so many, there was just so much there 
that it, it, before we knew it, I mean, there was there was there are hundreds of millions of them now. Oh, I know. Uh, right. So now you can find an app for just about anything. I mean, really anything. And so the usability of the phone just, I, I think, was enhanced to a degree that many could not have foreseen. Uh, and, and that's why I think that, that apps really were the game changer ultimately. And uh, those who didn't uh, catch on to that uh, fast enough, unfortunately, were left behind. And that was BlackBerry. Yeah, and Nokia as well. I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. you know, it wasn't just BlackBerry. There were a number of companies who were very much uh, heavyweights. In this, Microsoft, too. They were heavyweights in the space of time that, uh, that the iPhone launched or was first launched. And, and now they, they're not because they just unfortunately for them didn't really catch on. Uh, and not just catch on, but I mean, they didn't lead. They, they weren't the ones to foresee that this is what people would want to do with their devices. And Apple did, and well, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, Ted, this might be a tough question for you, but someone says, ask him, please, if he was going to buy a phone, what would he buy? <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I mean, it's it's tough because I, I review so many phones. Uh, I mean, I've got a drawer with like twenty five of them here. Um, right twenty five phones. Yeah, 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 something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's, it's so it's it's a hard question for me to answer. However, I would say, uh, for me, what's really important uh, is is the camera. So you know, I, I, I'm a photographer too. So I care about taking good photos in all different situations, not just daylight. I like it in low light too. Which is why now I haven't tried the iPhone, the new iPhone yet. But uh, I wasn't. I would not take a photo of any real importance with the previous iPhone. Uh, once I started using some of the other Android phones, like the LG G5, Samsung uh, Galaxy S7 Edge, HTC 10, uh, these were these are phenomenal cameras. And so for me, the camera is vitally important. Um, but it's a tough call. I mean, I think it depends on your budget as well. Uh, if you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on your phone, you don't have to. You can get a very good one for five hundred. So, but, but I'm glad I mean, you even mentioned the camera, Ted, because I think that's it. It comes down to your personal preference. What do you use the phone for? What's the most important part of it? I still do miss my actual keyboard on the BlackBerry. You know, I mean, I've had to get used to that, <laughs> the, the other keyboard. But so, really, each person would have to say, "This is sort of the make or break for me when it comes to a phone." So, uh, so sorry, uh, what was the question? No, it really was me just gabbing, oh, saying right. that, you know, I, I think your comment about you like a particular phone because of the camera, so I think even this person asking what would Ted suggest for a phone, well, you don't know this texter, so it really depends what that person really needs yeah. as the make or break for their phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about very versatile products, right? Yeah. So, so a phone doesn't just do one thing. I mean, it does a number of things, uh, and, and, and depending on the model, it can do a number of things very well. Yeah. So it depends really. I mean, some people care about screen size some people care a great deal about weight or size or uh you know the building materials uh, you know the camera what kind of apps it has is it an iphone is it not an iphone is it an android so it, it's there's just so many different elements to it uh, i mean even though uh, to me smartphones have really become commoditized they look very much the same it's a slab of glass yeah uh yeah. right but you know what you do with it though like what one person does next to the next person could be very different in terms of what they value. So it's a tough question to answer. Yeah. I think it depends on what uh, what that person really wants to do with it. Ted, you be the visionary. <laughs> Another thing I'm putting <laughs> on your spot. Because I feel that everyone in this world owns a phone. 
What do you see the, the future, though, for cell phones? Because obviously I've seen that iPhone, they're seeing a bit of a slump in their sales just because how many more iPhones can you sell and how many more new ones can you buy? The future looks really weird for cell phones, I think. Yeah, I, well, I, I just think it's going to become kind of like TVs. I mean, you know, nobody talks about what TV to have yeah. unless it comes up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, right? It's it, because it's a commodity. It's a commodity. It's like yeah. a commoditized product. You, you just they're they're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Yeah. Uh, you know, and no one really talks about it. Um, you know, unless it comes up, it's not. You know, and, and now, mind you, unlike a TV, though, a smartphone is a very very personal device. It's the most personal product we carry with us. And so it is a reflection of us in, in, in many ways, yeah. right? That's why some people care about having the most expensive phone or the biggest phone or the latest phone. Uh, but to your question, I, I don't know. I, I think I think the fact that phones will become more plugged in as to smart homes, smart cars, uh, all, all right. the other things that we use in our daily life, the phone will be plugged into all those things. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean – I don't know the, how much – Phones will change in the near term for that, um, but they certainly will control more things than they already do now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that's for sure. I, no question about that. Well, John Chen needs a visionary. Maybe you should go apply. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, thanks. Thanks so much for your time today. Absolute pleasure, Angela. Thank you so much. All right, Ted Kritsonis. He is a tech journalist expert. Lots of texts coming in here, and I'll uh, share a few now. Take it over to the next half hour. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.